If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to episode 37 of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast, and today I have a very special guest on the show for you. Today I have Jack Gold, who is a certified mentality coach and self-worth enthusiast. After battling eating disorders and a lack of self-confidence all throughout her adolescence, Jack was finally connected to some amazing clinical professionals. But even after what felt like hundreds of therapy sessions, she continued to feel alone. What she needed was something outside the clinical box. She needed someone who understood exactly what she was going through, someone who could look her in the eye and relate to the lack of self-love she was experiencing on a daily basis, a confidant, a close supporter, someone who would hold her accountable to herself and encourage her bravery every single day. With that in mind, in 2017, Jack started Your Inner Babe to help women who are ready to own their inner struggles to gain confidence and self-esteem. Jack lives to inspire self-connection and prides herself on being able to transform people's mindsets around self-worth and self-acceptance. And the reason that I'm so excited to have Jack on the show today is because so much of the breakup advice that's out there is learn to love yourself, connect with yourself, date yourself, invest energy into yourself so you can heal. But unfortunately, this tends to be a very lofty thing, and there's not a lot of practical advice out there on how to connect with yourself, how to love yourself, and how to take care of yourself. So in this episode, Jack goes through her own personal journey, how she helps women connect with themselves and learn how to love themselves. And I know I personally, after recording this interview, took so much of her advice and started implementing it into my own life. And so I'm so excited for you guys to do the same. So without further ado, here is Jack Gold. Well, welcome Jack to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. So excited to have you on here and get to hear some of your insights and wisdom into, you know, helping people heal after going through something tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, It's interesting because, you know, clients, first off, in some way, I like heartbreak, which I think when I say that people are like, what? Um, 
I think it's good for you, (laughs) you know? And I even think to my little, my youngest brother, he's 23 now, but before he had his heart broken for the first time and then he did, I was like, trust me, like, this is going to be good for you. You're, I think every guy needs their heart broken, but also every woman, because it sort of is like, it, it throws you into this opportunity to find you. Um, and so, I mean, I'm just grateful to be here. This yeah, a, no, a I'm great conversation. <laughs> you're speak. You're already like so speaking my language. I tell people that all the time. Like yeah. this is we get so few opportunities to be in a, like that much pain where we're so motivated to yeah. do things and find ourselves and like you know, there's, I forget, there's a therapist on Instagram and he was saying like, we get very few opportunities where like our etch-a-sketch gets totally shaken up and we get to like kind of start fresh again. So Mm -hmm. you're already speaking my language, but I'd love if you could, you know, introduce yourself, what you do, talk about your inner babe. Totally. Well, I'm Jack. I'm Jack Gould. Um, I am the founder and CEO of a company called Your Inner Babe, which is a coaching company. Um, And, you know, I pride myself on being able to shift the attitude of somebody's minds and the way that they think and feel about themselves through self-connection. So I call myself a mentality coach. Um, And I started Your Inner Babe after going through a battle with myself uh, for so long, junior year of college, I was battling a bad eating disorder and went to treatment. Um, And I got amazing clinical help, but I still felt really alone, especially when I was in recovery. I felt that there was like this gap between feeling alone and feeling supported. And despite, you know, the amazing clinical professionals that I was working with, I just needed that one person who was going to be able to look me in the eye and really see me and support me. And, um, like a confidant, like a, like to someone who's going to hold me accountable to continue on this journey, the forever journey of self-connection. Um, because that's the thing, right? You know, we just spoke a, briefly about heartbreak, but I think that our greatest suffering and suffering is relative, right? It could be heartbreak, but I think that our greatest suffering comes from being disconnected from ourselves. And there are things that can contribute to that disconnection, heartbreak, loss of a job, grief, anything. Right. But, um, I think that if we can prioritize reconnecting, then everything else becomes stronger. If you prioritize yourself in the context of everything, um, that's the sauce. (laughs) I do, you know, through group coaching, one-on-one coaching, um, I work with women of all ages on establishing that connection and finding what real self-worth and self-confidence actually is. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, I mean, that's, you know, what I want to talk to you about today is like self-connection, self-love, self-worth, all of those things. And they all have to do with self. And Mm -hmm. I think we all have to go through this journey of trying to solve our insides from outside things, jobs, Mm -hmm. relationships, money, all of that. And then at some point we're ultimately faced with the realization that it's, that it's us, like Mm -hmm. we're the common denominator. We are the thing that follows us everywhere we go. So what was that, you know, journey for you, like of realizing, like it comes down to you and then how do you help other people see that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, the battle with myself started at a young age. I mean, so at Yorner Babe, we have first level group, which is reconnected. And then after you graduate reconnected, you go into 2.0. And one of the journal questions in 2.0 is like pinpoint the first time you felt unworthy. Mm -hmm. And um, 
recently in this, in this current section, we were discussing it and I had this like visceral memory in the session of my first moment. So my struggle with myself started in fifth grade because that visceral memory is, is from then. And it was, you know, um, I think the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, and, and, and so I'll, speed up the process for you. The battle with myself lasted all of high school, all of college. And then, like I said, I went to treatment and after leaving treatment, I felt like I knew myself, um, you know, but I didn't know how to maintain this connection. It was like, I learned all these tools, right. But like, what if I had a bad day? What if, you know, something inevitable in life happens, like then what? Um, and I needed the person who was gonna, keep me in alignment. And so I can go on and on and on and on. Right. But my discovery of myself, I think the, the big coming home to myself moment was when I really realized for the first time that, um, everything that I needed to feel whole, to feel like I was enough, to feel like I was connected was within me. Right. Yeah. I just had to continue to make the choice because I, I operate under this philosophy that self-love is a choice. It's always going to be a choice. It is a choice that is forever our choice to make, which is empowering as hell. Right. Like yeah. if you think about that, it's your choice. Every single day you make it, it is your choice, but you're going to have to choose you. And so I spent a lot of years, you know, fucking that up. I hope that's okay to say. Um, yes. But I, I spent a lot of years fucking that up, I think, in order to teach myself to finally learn the lesson that I was going to have to make the choice every day. It wasn't ever going to be about erasing the inevitable or stopping the bad days or um, there's no perfect, no end. Yeah. But it's a choice I make every single day. So that started, I would say, in 2014, right? Yeah. Like my my choice every single day, waking up every single day, making the choice started in 2014. Um and people always say like, well, does it get easier? And it's like, of course it gets yeah. easier. Just like everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved what you said about it being a choice. And I, I remember thinking, like, I remember vividly thinking that, and you and I have something, something in common where my addiction was, um, drugs and alcohol. So I went uh, through treatment mm-hmm. and, you know, went through that yeah. whole process and, you know, a lot of the the feelings and the voids are, are the same. Um, And I remember like really thinking that when I turned 30, this was like when I was like 16, 17, 18, I thought when I turned 30, I was going to be able to drink. Like normally I could have like Mm -hmm. a dirty martini and like be this super confident woman. Like I literally thought that like once I hit a certain age, then I would love myself. Then I would be confident. All of these things would just like strike, strike down on me. And Mm -hmm. so I was, you know, I didn't do any of that work or make any of those choices because I thought it was just going to come when I had a ring on my finger and, mm. you know, could Everything have this great job. Yes, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, you know, what I wanted to touch on with, with self-connection is, you know, being able to like live in your own body. So, you know, I spent so much of my life not being in my body. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to be anywhere, but like, I wanted to swap lives with other people and thought like, if I could just like be someone else or be somewhere else, like I wouldn't have to feel what I'm feeling. But unfortunately what I had to learn is like the, the power of getting comfortable is to sit in your own body and like, what does it feel? What's coming up? So, um, like talk about kind of your experience with 
you know, how to be in your own body. And I know you have, like, you share a lot of great practices on what does that look like to be able to do that? Yeah. I mean, I battled with my, talk about battling with my body for so long. I was so horrible to my body. Um, and I would say if I'm being completely truthful, I went to, I got out of treatment in 2014. Um, it's now 2020. And I would say the last four months are the first four months in my entire life where I am completely in my body and happy about it. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that you said like trying to do everything to be outside of your body, like run away from it. That I was a performer my whole life. Like I, I was a drama major at NYU. Um, so when I went to treatment as a junior, like I was failing out of NYU because I couldn't get up and I couldn't go to, and I was being told every which way to change. And that I was too, I need to lose 50 pounds in order to be the next Jennifer Lawrence and all this crap. Um, but I, I would perform to escape myself. It was like the one place I felt safe. I didn't have to be me. Um, but I would say that the most rewarding thing you can do is, is choose yourself. And I think that that is sort of where I am in the process is choosing myself. And yeah, we have practices, you know, I, what's really helped me, um, come home and, and into my body has been breath work, right? Because I think what that does so beautifully is it drops you out of your mind. It gets you out of your mind and into the wisdom of your body. Um, and our bodies are always talking to us. They're amazing. Like they do the most amazing things. And I remember therapists sitting across from me being like, your body is an, a, a gift. Like it's a gift. It's think of all it does for you. And I was like, yeah, fuck you. Like yeah. fuck this body. Right. Um, and so I don't even know if I've answered your question, but I think no, that the most yeah. rewarding and beautiful thing you can do is actually get into your body. And there are ways that you can do that. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, talk about heartbreak, pushing you away from yourself. I mean, that was, I can think of a lot of times. I don't know why I'm going to keep bringing up this game. We're not really strangers. If you've never played the game, play the oh, game. Yeah. Um, I've been, I brought it up 500 times today already. And I think I'm just going to keep bringing it up, but I was playing with my husband over the weekend and, um, level two is about connection. And it asks you these questions or you ask your opponent questions. And, um, one of them was like, what is what was the, one of the hardest moments in your life where you felt like completely out of your body? Hmm. And he like couldn't answer. He's like, I don't know. That's a crazy question. And and he was like, what about you? And I was like, the first time I was dumped. Like I remember waking up in the middle of the night and just being like, where, like uh, uncontrollable, um, or I'm sorry, unconsolable. But I I think it's, I think I'm blabbing. You can, (laughs) You can help me here. No, this is, I mean, this is great. And I think, you know, the best way that we can discover this for ourselves is to hear other people's experience, you know, going through it and learning how to be in your own body. And, Mm -hmm. and I think like learning how to do that is like, I noticed for me when I'm doing really, oh, it's okay. (laughs) I noticed for myself when I'm doing really well and I'm really happy, I, um, I have no problem journaling, mm-hmm. meditating, doing all that stuff because it's it's really pleasant what I'm experiencing. And I tell people, you know, when you're going through a breakup, it's like you kind of have to find this like delicate balance of getting in touch with yourself mm-hmm. enough where you 
you know, can start doing the healing and start feeling better. But you also have to like, you have to do things so you can actually like go to work and like function and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I'm, I'm always talking about this, like really, you know, like delicate balance. So Mm -hmm. what do you find with that? Like, how is it just like making sure you're touching base and then also like going out and you're living your life or how, like when things are tough, like how do you balance that out where you don't want to completely be like sucked into all the emotions, but you also need to. I think it's all a lot about acknowledging your feelings and really allowing yourself to feel them. I think where we get stuck and where we hit walls is when we try and push big feelings down. Um, like, yeah, if you have to function in day-to-day life and you know, you're going through a breakup or you're going through something super big and you're feeling all these heavy emotions, if you just try and tell your, or tell yourself, you can't feel these things. Like I can't, I have to keep going. They're going to sit there. They're going to weigh on you. You're not going to feel like motivated to do anything that is going to help your connection or help you or bring you back to yourself. So I think that it's, if you could do anything for yourself today, starting now, check in every single day put your hands on your heart. That's what we do. You know, hand on heart, right hand on your heart, left hand on top of that. Close your eyes and just ask yourself, how am I feeling? Right? Because the second you name the feeling, the weight starts to dissipate, especially the heavy ones. Um, I don't believe that feelings want to stick, right? They want to move through you. Um, and I think we will, you run into trouble or danger when you don't allow yourself to feel your feelings. I mean, even with an eating disorder, right? Like I, that was my, my thing was I wasn't, I didn't want to feel when things felt too big, when, when feelings felt too heavy, like I, I had to control that in some way. So the biggest lesson I've learned always, and the thing that I would say has completely transformed my connection with myself is being honest with where I'm at at any given moment and being, and being, being accepting and, and, and okay with it. Yeah. You know, like if you and I were sitting here right now and I was like, Kendra, how are you? And you were like, I'm feeling really afraid. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, get over it. Yeah. I'd be like, what's going on? Like, why do you feel if, what, you know, we unpack it, we talk about it. So if you, if you download I'm afraid I'm feeling whatever you're feeling, like have the conversation with yourself that you would have with somebody else that you cared about. Don't That's shame a, yourself for feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. I love that. I would never, cause I tell people a lot, like pretend your friend was going through your breakup. Mm-hmm. Like how would you support that friend? Like do that to mm-hmm. yourself. But that's a great point too, is like have a conversation. Cause I think when we have feelings come up, it's just like, it's our feelings. So we feel like we understand it. Mm-hmm. but we don't a lot of like we don't really understand what it looks like what it feels like so we kind of just assume that since i'm experiencing and i must know what it's like whereas i think like we need to write about it and talk mm-hmm. about it and and kind of unpack it and i also think the more we can name feelings the more like we can get down in the layers of it cuz totally. you know i find like when i'm angry i'm typically in fear about something but it takes 100%. me a while to I figure that out that. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say like a pattern of mine is I have this like avoidant tendency where if I feel like somebody is rejecting me or, um, not seeing me, like my immediate reaction is to be like a huge bitch or like be passive aggressive or like send the laughing face emoji, you know, but that's not productive. That's not communicating what I'm actually feeling, which is I'm afraid of something, Mm -hmm. right? Like typically underneath my anger, is always fear. Yeah. So, um, 
that's a beautiful thing that you said. Yeah. Sit with it. Like take a pen to paper, journal it. You know, that's what, that's the practice that I use personally is I check in, put my hands on my heart, name the feeling, whatever it is, no judgment. Um, and then I set a timer on my phone and I write for eight minutes and I see if the weight or the feeling has shifted by the end and the attitude of my mind has shifted. Um, and typically it does, sometimes it doesn't, but, um, it's like, I think we get stuck on like the big umbrellas of like angry, sad, you know, happy. Well, what's underneath that anxious, mm-hmm. what's underneath that? What are you not saying? So, yeah. um, especially my God, especially in a breakup, I think that's key. What are you not saying? Like, what are you holding? What are you just hiding under anger or sadness? Like go deeper, dig deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to, you know, I, I tell people a lot is like, it's so easy after a breakup to like, to isolate, like kind of what you talked about, like to become like avoidant because, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about is like that feeling of shame, Mm -hmm. of shame about our feelings, shame about actions or Mm -hmm. how we are as a person and and all of those things. And because we don't want to, we're ashamed that we're so hurt. We're ashamed that we don't know how to handle what's, what's happened. So we kind of just want to retreat and think we can figure it out on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to feeling shame about our feelings, like I, like, I'd love to hear you talk about that because that's something that prevented me from sharing my feelings for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think healing isn't linear. It's messy. There's no right or wrong way to do it. There's no perfect equation or recipe. Um, But you can't start to heal unless you admit that you're hurt. You know, like you have to be able to own where you are. There's a level of acceptance that we always have to have in order to change or shift anything. So if you don't want to feel sad, rejected, anything that you're feeling, like you, you have to own that you do first, you know? And so I like to think of shame, guilt, and judgment as like a trio. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always say, like picture them like the three mean girls in high yeah. school. Um, they can't function without each other though. So if you're able to like knock one out, all three of them sort of start to float away. So like if we go after the shame and we start to let that shame go, right? Guilt and judgment are going to just like run away too, trickle away. Um, every single one of us is going to feel things that we don't want to feel in our lifetime. Every single one of us is going to go through things in our life that we don't feel great about. We're going to make choices that we don't feel great about. But the story that's being told attached to those things, those moments, those experiences are lies. They're myths. It's all crap, right? And, and that connection to yourself or what I call the inner babe, your spirit, your true essence, you know, everything that you are, nothing that you're trying to be, the connection to that gets buried underneath all those myths and those negative beliefs and those toxic narratives. And so really the first step I would say in release, releasing shame around your feelings is a level of acceptance, implement a level of acceptance, right? Self-acceptance, um, I think is the foundation for connection and confidence, just meeting yourself where you, where you are when we're trying to cultivate that level of self-love, we have to learn that showing up for ourselves doesn't mean you have to do it a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. It could be showing up for yourself could be like just getting out of bed, taking a shower, you know, Um, 
but it's like, I live, if I could tattoo across my forehead, no judgment, just curiosity. Like I, I, ha- I use this for myself. Like anytime feelings come up that I like, don't feel great about, I don't judge myself for having them. I'm a human, yeah. you know, but I'm, cu- I'll get curious. I'll, I'll start to wonder like, Ooh, I wonder where that's coming from. Or I wonder why I made that choice. And if I knew it was going to make me feel that way. Yeah. No judgment, just curiosity. Yeah. You want to let go of shame. Stop judging yourself. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Yeah. And I think too, like when I have a feeling come up and I name it and I can accept it, even if, even if, and I think like I had to learn that like accepting and like approving or loving are not the same thing. Like I can accept it. I can accept something I don't like, Mm -hmm. but I accept it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I can do that, it passes so much quicker. And when I feel, when I judge my feelings or feel, feel shameful about my feelings, I still have the underlying feeling and then I have shame on top of that. So I've like double deckered myself into this like negative emotion instead of just, you know, letting it kind of come up. Honoring where you are. Exactly. Yeah. No. And we all do that. You're not alone. I do it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, like if I'm feeling exhausted, instead of just letting myself feel exhausted, I'm going to shame myself for feeling exhausted. What, why are you exhausted? You have nothing to be exhausted about. Are you kidding? You slept. You did I'm like, no, no, thank you. Not helpful. Yeah. Um, but it all goes back to that check-in that how am I feeling and just hearing it. Yeah. Receive it. Feelings just want to be heard. Sometimes yeah. they just want to be heard, but we do everything we can do to not feel them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when people ask me like, what's 
like it's been a year since my breakup. I'm still not over it. Like Mm -hmm. I would say number one culprit is that you, you haven't let your feelings come out. Like Mm -hmm. you are pushing them down, numbing them out, distracting yourself from them. And they just, and like you said, like they end up living in our bodies and Mm -hmm. they can manifest themselves into physical pain and, Mm -hmm. and all of these other things that, um, so, so yeah, so I love that you talk so much about feeling feelings. This mindset can completely change your life. And, you know, I say that with confidence because it completely changed mine, you know, and many clients after me at this point, like focusing on your feelings, letting your emotions be your guiding system, right? It can totally change your life because at the basis of who we are, every single one of us is, is love is joy right? At our base, that is what we are. That is where we come from. That is. So when you feel that joy and that love and that lightness, that means you're in alignment. Mm -hmm. When you don't feel that it's okay because no one can feel like that 24 seven. But when you don't feel like that, there's something out of alignment, whether you're, there's a toxic person in your life, you're in a relationship you shouldn't be in anymore, or it's no longer serving you, or you're in a job and you're in like a relationship with a job or career choice, it's no longer serving you. Like your physical self will know. I mean, and that's the thing about being in touch with your body, right? When you're using an addiction to sort of keep you away from that, you don't feel, you don't get to feel those things, right? Or you do, but you numb them, mask them, do everything that we've talked about. But when you're in your body, when you're really in connection and in alignment, like you feel when something's not right. Mm -hmm. You do, you just, you feel it. Um, and so if you can allow your feelings to be your guiding system, then, I mean, you're, you're on your path to getting everything that you desire. Because if you know, like, oh, if I'm, if I'm in alignment, I feel good. If I'm out of alignment, I don't feel good. So you start to make the choices that keep you in alignment with that, that lightness. Yeah. It's so funny. I, my dad would always say to me growing up that my feelings were like my human dashboard, mm-hmm. like in a car. Like mm-hmm. if something was popping up, it was like something needs attention. I love that. Uh, and took me almost 30 years to finally (laughs) embrace that. But, um, that's, I mean, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, um, another thing I was going to ask you is I tell people after a breakup or really after anything tough, like you have to give yourself a lot of grace. Like Mm. you gotta be really kind to yourself. And if you slip on like eating well, or like, you know, Mm. work gets behind or all of these things, what does that journey look like for you of like allowing yourself grace and, and how do you, how do you help other people find that, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of like needing to control and needing to like stick to a certain thing all the time, like when things get out of whack and we need some time to adjust, like, how does that, like, what does that look like for you of giving yourself grace? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's meeting myself where I am. So it's not forcing myself into doing things that I a, don't want to do, but feel like I have to do. And it's like giving myself the rest and the space. Um, I've realized that if I don't give myself space and that means like alone time space, but also space from work, like I could, I could be one of those people who works 24 seven, who just doesn't stop. That's easy for me to do. Um, but if I don't give myself space, I'm not creative. I can't, I can't, you know, make things happen. I actually am hurting myself. And I've been really rigid my whole life. Um, that rigidity around like a routine. Um, and so when I would fall off that routine, 
because of whatever reason, contributing factor, right? I would be like, it would put me in a horrible mood, um, horrible mood. And I would shame myself and feel so stupid and all these things. And it was like letting go of the reins a little bit, implementing that grace, checking in with my gut. Like if I don't want to do something, you know, I started small too. So even as small as like, what do I want for breakfast? Right. Mm -hmm. Like if what I wanted was pancakes, but what I thought I should have and my like disordered mind told me that I should have a smoothie or I should have something healthy. Right. I'm quoting. So you guys, (laughs) please eat the fucking pancakes. My point is, starting there and being like, do I want the pancakes? And then letting my gut respond. Yeah. And it's like, gun, I'm not going to argue that I'm going to give myself the space, the grace, and I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to force myself into doing something that I don't want to do. And that's the part that gets easier, right? The louder, when you start to listen to your intuition and you start to listen to your connection with yourself, that's when the voice gets louder and it makes it so much easier than to make the choices that, you know, are going to release that shame and like that's when the grace gets easier. I think it all starts with listening. You have to Mm -hmm. be able to listen. So start small, right? Like literally, if you're going to open the fridge tonight, when you're, after you listen to this, you open the fridge and you're like, what do I want for dinner? And you hear pasta, but then you're like salad. It's like, no, eat the fucking pasta, you know? Or like, do I want to go to bed at nine or do I want to go to bed at 11? 11. Great. I'm going to stay up for two hours. I'm going to watch Netflix and like, just do what you want to do because you know, yeah, you you want, we all know what we want. We just like to outsource what we actually think we need when really we have everything that we need within us, every answer, every, everything. So just ask yourself the questions because I think that's, what's really helped me is to ask myself the questions. It sounds, I used to do it out loud for the first couple months. Like I would, my husband's like, what? I'd be like, do I want to journal? Do I not want to journal? I don't. Okay. I'm not going to journal. And he's talking to, I'm like, I'm talking to myself. I have no shame. Um, but I would just start, I mean, ask yourself the questions. That's Yeah. I, so I feel like I'm kind of just still in like the midst of, of learning how to do that Mm -hmm. and, you know, strengthening my intuition and my gut and and all of those things. And I also, I think this ties great into after going through a breakup, because if you're anything like me in past relationships, like I literally became the relationship, like you lose yourself, lose myself. Like I remember going through my closet, you know, five or six years ago, cleaning it out. I'm like, I was with so-and-so when I wore that. I was mm-hmm. with so, like, I was, I, hang, I was friends yeah. with this person when I was wearing that. It's like, and so, but what happens when you become the relationship is when the relationship ends, like you feel like a void, like you just feel empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like getting to know yourself like I, you know, for a while it was like, what kind of, what kind of music do I like? What kind of mm-hmm. music do I like? Like mm-hmm. really thinking this, like, what are your favorite flowers? What, like, what, what are my favorite flowers? Like totally. what's my favorite color? Like, le- you know, learning all of those things and like really asking myself. And so I used to be like, what do you want for dinner? Whatever, whatever you want is like fine with me. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, what do I really want for dinner tonight? Totally. So just being able to have that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you lose yourself. I lost myself in all my relationships. Honestly, before my husband, every relationship, Daniel is my husband. He's the first man that I ever completely showed up as myself. 
I didn't hide one part of myself. I took the mask off. It was like, this is who I am. You take me or you leave me. And like, I had to get to a point where like, I was okay with that, you know? And Mm. it's always scary to do that, to show up just as you are. Um, But I knew because I had watched myself fail time after time again, not doing that literally trying to be whoever I thought they wanted me to be. And I did that with acting too, right? Like agents, managers, auditions. Like I would try and put myself into this box that I thought that I needed to be in order to get the role, to get the guy to, you know, um, I would like tell, I'm sure somebody listening is, I'm not alone in this, but like I would be in these relationships and I would like white lie just to feel like, I was connecting to them. Like they'd be like, Oh, Denzel Washington's my favorite actor. And I'm like, stop, same. What? And it's like, I'd never seen a Denzel movie in my life, but like I would figure it out. You're going to, you're going to die. So I, my now husband, we had like two kind of separate relationships. We Mm -hmm. broke up for a year and a half. First part I was together with him, like totally losing myself. And he loved star Wars. And I would Mm -hmm. tell him like, Oh yeah, love, like love star Wars, Mm -hmm. like such a good, you know? And then finally I was like, I've never seen Star Wars like after months. Like I'm like, but I would do that stuff all the time. So, you know, you're like not alone at all in that. Yeah. It's crazy though, because right. We think that we have to be somebody that we're not in order to succeed when really it's so backwards. We just have to be ourselves. Like we just have to be. And that is when you be abundance follows, be that love, money, whatever. But when you can just simply be you, I mean, that's, that's it. And I think that that, I mean, that is what I do day to day with people is finding the you that you've always been Mm -hmm. free from limits, free from those stories, free from those, you know, limiting beliefs that you adopted in relationships and, you know, on Instagram, right? Like, who are you lead with that person lead with that? That's it. Like we, we, I think we live in a society where we think that we have to like do all this shit in order to then like have everything that we want. And once we have everything that we want, the ring, the job, the whatever, then we just get to be, then we, then it's like, it's all done. Mm. We just get to be when that's not it. It's be you simply just be yourself. Then you'll get to do the things that you love and enjoy and like stuff that lights you up. And by staying in alignment, just being you, then you have, you receive everything that you desire. Be, do have. That is wow. Be you, do the damn thing, and then receive. But you have to allow yourself to. Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm curious what your take is on like building self-esteem, like getting self-worth, because I think a lot of us, like you just said, think it's forward. It's like Mm -hmm. it's something I have to like go out and get. But I know what I had to find was like, no, like look at like five-year-old Kendra like was she insecure like no she like dressed herself in like a tutu with like neon leggings and like combat boots and would go to school and like did her thing you know so it's almost like getting back in touch with our core instead of reaching for something out in the future that's it that's literally it Uh you just said it that's finding your inner babe right and your inner babe Mm -hmm is lit up by your soul. And the way I see your soul is your inner child, like that emotional self, like the younger version of you. So it's funny because during quarantine, like I had a lot of shadows come back hard, um, which I know so many people were dealing with the same thing, but like eating disorder, like things that I, I mean, I haven't thought about in forever. I was, and there were moments where I was like, 
did I relapse? Like, what is going on? Like, why is this so deep? Like, why am I feeling this so heavy? And what I realized was I had, I didn't, I had done so much work at my age, at the version I am now. The work that needed to be done was the, the work, the inner child work, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the going back to my younger self and healing her wounds, right? Yeah. Um, like almost reparenting yourself. Totally. Because yeah. if, my, if, if a little girl was standing in the corner crying about something, I would never go over to her and be like, get the fuck over it. You know, I'd be like, honey, you're beautiful. You're good. Like, we've got this. You're safe. Like, watch, we're going to do this. And so it was like literally trying to like teach myself that same thing. And I think real self-confidence is being able to believe in your own abilities, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about what you look like. It's not about the job that you have, the relationship that you're in. It's about believing in you. And when you do things and you feel that shift, that's when you start to feel confident when you're able to believe in your own ability. So if you're able to like reparent yourself, like talk about a confidence boost. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you didn't ask me this, but I have advice for someone who's trying to cultivate self, self self-confidence or self-esteem. Talk to yourself in the mirror, Mm. write yourself, your younger self, a love letter and read it to yourself in the mirror. And it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel fucking weird. Um, yeah. it's not meant to feel, it's not meant to feel great, but I, you will feel lighter after and you will feel touched and you will feel warm. And, um, the more you can really shift the way that you speak to yourself, the more your self-esteem skyrockets, the more your self-confidence and the more you feel your worth, you yeah. know, like you have to shift the way that you speak to yourself and it doesn't happen overnight at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just grasping the awareness of like, oh, I'm totally shit talking myself right now. Like, let me just pull out of that for a second. Ooh, rough. Like, that's like what I, if I have like a really negative thought, I'll be like, well, okay, loud today. Nice. And sort of just hear it and acknowledge it and be like, cool, not doing that though. And like, I'm, I'm like a big mirror talker. So like, if I have a negative thought and and body image is my thing, right? Like, We've said a hundred times at this point, I mean, I had an eating disorder. So body image is comfortable for me. The first thing, if I'm uncomfortable with dealing with something, I immediately attack my image because that's just a mm-hmm. nice place for me to go. Um, yeah. But now it's like, if I hear those toxic thoughts, I'll like look at them and I'll be like, cool. And then I'll say something nice. Okay. And some days, some days I can't, you know, we're human. So some days it's loud. The voice is loud and the day sucks. And I don't want to tell myself I'm stunning or beautiful or any of these things. So I'll literally give great eyebrows and like move on, you know, but like, it's the, it's the shift. It's like putting that out into the universe and just being like, I'm not playing this game anymore. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not playing this. I have no self-esteem. I'm unworthy game. I'm going to play the, I am game. I am everything that I dream to be. I am everything that I desire. And an I am statement in itself is a declaration to the universe. It doesn't matter if you embody it today in this very moment, but by saying I am infectious, that's declaring to the universe that it is a quality you want to embody. So keep declaring, keep saying I am this because you will reach the point where you feel it. You just will. That's how it, that's how the law of attraction works. You have to allow yourself to, but like keep saying it. Yeah. Saying it. And it is, it's so uncomfortable in the beginning because it's like, we've never talked to ourselves like that. We, you know. Opposite. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I would love for you, if you could, to end, share a piece of advice for someone that feels like they're at their bottom. Mm. Um, I think I said it already, but I'm going to say it again. Healing isn't linear. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, But in order to start healing, you have to admit that you're hurt. So if you're at your bottom, you have to admit that you're there. You have to accept that you're there. If you want to get out of it, you have to accept it first. Um, And it doesn't mean that the road is going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that it's going to feel anything other than shitty. But you have to own the part that you've played. Because once you can own your shit, that's when you turn it around. And it doesn't mean that you let go of, you know, the other people who have contributed to that bottom, right? You don't, you don't, you don't, you start with you Mm -hmm. because ultimately you are going to be the one who gets you out of that bottom. Yeah. But you, you played a part in some way, shape or form. So how do we own that? Start there. Tell yourself you love yourself. I love you. But this is, this is where we are. I accept it. And now I'm going to take my power back. I'm going to take my life back. Wow. That is very powerful. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I can relate to it. It's true. Like I remember, I mean, and I remember going to treatment the day I asked for help. I like had slept through class and I woke up crying. Like you've definitely had one of those moments where you wake up crying. It's just like, I, I don't even woke up crying and I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. I couldn't even see who I was anymore. And that was because I was so disconnected. And I knew in that moment that like, if I didn't take my life back, I wasn't going to, there wasn't living anymore. Yeah. You know? So like I made the choice that day to take my life back. And now I continue to make the choice every single day to love myself. Yeah. So it's start the choice, make the choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I remember that morning, like I so vividly remember the morning asking for help Mm -hmm. and the, it was like the gig was up and it was like Mm -hmm. the most, it was so painful, but it was so like, deeply intuitive that it happened, that it was like, it was so scary, but it was like so grounding and so relieving to finally be like, this isn't working Mm -hmm. anymore. And like, Mm -hmm. and what you said too, about owning your stuff, like Mm -hmm. that's the reason I am sober today is because I was able to look at all the people that I thought were to blame Mm -hmm. and realize like, what did I do? Like, what was my part in in contributing to that? And it, it's not like it, puts the, like, puts the blame on me to shame me. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, now I know what it is. And like, I can own it. I can Mm -hmm. change it. I can like take my power. It's, it's so empowering to be able to do, like, look at something like that. Yeah. And there's a difference. Like those people are guilty, right? Like the people who played a part, they are guilty for all that they did, but we blaming them is going to keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. Like they're guilty a hundred percent. And so I'm not saying you don't acknowledge that they are guilty, but in order to change or shift, you have to make the choice. You have to be the one to pick yourself up with the right support and the right, you know, the right accountability always, but it's you. 
like it, it is you from the start to the end. It will always be you. So make the choice, choose you. Yeah. Yes. Well, and speaking of the right support, would love to hear where people can find you, connect yeah. with you. How can they work with you? I know you mentioned a couple of your programs, but would love to hear more about that. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Jack Goulds. You can DM me. I always respond. Um, or you can go to yourinnerbabe.com. Um, we offer group coaching, one-on-one coaching, spiritual healing. Um, and we also offer breathwork coaching now, which is new. Um, we launched the platform, Your Inner Breath, which is a subscription um, breathwork platform where you get, you know, right now there's 19 different variations of sessions, breathing sessions on the site. And every month we'll add new content. Um, if you're new to breathwork, if you're not new to breathwork, but you need a space where you can sort of implement a practice, we've got you. Um, but yes, that is how you find me. Please reach out. I love to connect with you guys and I'd love to support you in any way that I possibly can. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing all that. I learned a ton and I will be signing up for your inner breath because I, <laughs> yeah. I need that and it's been something I've been wanting to try. So thank you so much. I'll put all of Jack's information in the show notes so you guys can find her. And thank you again. Thank you. Bye, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.